and welcome to JG Ministries Bible Study, where we study God's Word. As always, I'm Jeffrey, Minister and Chaplain at JG Ministries, and I'm glad you joined us today. Our Bible study has been in the book of Luke, and we had just started to unpack the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. So if you have your Bible, turn with me to chapter 19, verse 35, and let's get into it. Now, as you recall, we had just started to break the surface. It's the Sunday before Jesus' crucifixion. He's getting closer to Jerusalem. He sends a couple of his disciples on ahead to get a young colt for Jesus to ride into Jerusalem. And as we pick up with verse 35, actually, we'll take a look at verses 35 and 38 together. We see that the disciples, they made a cushion or a saddle. For Jesus with their own clothes to set on the donkey on that many of the people spread their clothes on the road before Jesus as he ascended from the western base of the Mount of Olives into Jerusalem then with one accord the followers of Jesus they burst out in a praise for the almighty works that they had seen Jesus do they hailed him as God's king and they chanted that the effect of his coming was peace in heaven and glory in the highest. It is significant that they cried peace in heaven rather than peace on earth. There could not be peace on earth because the Prince of Peace had been rejected. And now he was going to soon be slain. They're going to crucify Jesus. But there would be peace in heaven as a result of the impending death of Christ on Calvary's cross and his ascension into heaven. Now Luke shows us the humble king, Jesus, riding on a colt. Now the reference to praising God for Jesus' miracles is very common throughout the book of Luke. And Luke stresses the Messiah theme of this event with the word king. We have the word comes, which reminds us of the designation, the coming one for the Messiah. Luke also gives us the words about peace and glory, which is reminiscent of the angel's proclamation at the nativity when Jesus was born. Now we're going to see here the Pharisees in verses 39 and 40, they were indignant that Jesus should be publicly honored in this way. In fact, they suggested that Jesus should rebuke his disciples. But Jesus answers them with an acclamation that was inevitable. If the disciples wouldn't do it, the stones would. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees for being more hard and unresponsive than an inanimate object, such as a stone. And this saying of Jesus is a very fitting prelude to verses 41 and 45, or 41 through 45. Now we have, we're going to pick up here in scripture with verse 41. So turn with me to where Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. Verse 41 begins, now as 
he, which is Jesus, drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you and close you in on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. So we have Jesus who's weeping over Jerusalem. Jesus is still outside the city of Jerusalem as he utters this lament. As Jesus drew near to Jerusalem, he utters this lamentation over the city that they had missed its golden opportunity. If the people had only received Jesus as the Messiah, it would have meant peace for them. But they didn't recognized that Jesus was the source of peace. And now it was too late. They had already determined what they would do with the Son of God. Because of the rejection of him, their eyes were blinded. Because they would not see Jesus, they could no longer see him. Now pause here to reflect on the wonder of the Savior's tears. Let us sit at Christ's feet until we learn the secret of his tears and beholding the sins and the sorrows of city and countryside weep over them too. Verses 43 and 44 we have where Jesus gave a solemn preview of the siege of Titus. How that Roman general would surround the city. He would entrap the inhabitants. He would massacre both the young and the old. And he would level the walls and the buildings. Not one stone would be left upon another. And it was all because Jerusalem did not know the time of its visitation. The Lord had visited the city with the offer of salvation. But the people did not want Jesus. They had no room for him in their own scheme of things. So we have once more Luke focusing on Jesus' concern for the city and adds Jesus' prediction of its destruction. A prediction not given in chapter 13, verse 34. Now the day of peace has finally arrived, but the city whose very name means peace failed to recognize it. God's coming has here the sense of a visitation that brings good or ill. Now, in this case, it was either salvation or judgment. Let's move on here, <clears throat> back to our scripture here, verse 45, where Jesus cleanses the temple. And verse 45 begins, Then he, which is Jesus again, went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. 
And he was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people sought to destroy him and were unable to do anything, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. So let's stop there and let's look at verses 45 and 46. Jesus had cleansed the temple at the outset of his public ministry. And now as his ministry rapidly was drawing to a close, he entered the sacred precincts and he cast out those who were making a house of prayer into a den of thieves. The danger of introducing commercialism into the things of God is always present. Christendom today is leavened by this evil. We have church bazaars and socials, organized financial drives, preaching for profit, and all this is done in the name of Christ. And Christ quoted scripture. He quoted Isaiah 56, 7 and Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 11 to support his action. Every reformation of abuses in the church is to be built on God's word. And we see in verses 47 and 48, Jesus is now in the temple area and he's driving out those that are buying and selling. Jesus was teaching daily in the temple area, not inside the temple, but in the courts where the public was allowed. And the religious leaders longed for some excuse to destroy Jesus, but the common people were still captivated by the miracle-working Nazarene. His time had not yet come, but soon the hour would strike, and then the chief priests and the scribes and the Pharisees, they would all close in for the kill, if you will, of Jesus' crucifixion. And it is now Monday, the next day, Tuesday, which was the last day, of his public teachings and Luke mentions the importance of the temple as a house of prayer prayer is an important theme in Luke and verses 47 and 48 emphasize Jesus's teaching ministry and this is appropriate because Luke has consistently portrayed Jesus as a teacher especially since the beginning of the central section of the gospel the leaders among the people, along with the chief priests and the teachers of the law, are trying to kill Jesus, though the people, as a whole, they're not hostile to him. On the contrary, they hung on Jesus' words. And we see that Luke distinguishes people from crowd. And that demonstrates that Christianity is properly seen as the continuation of true Judaism. Now our next chapter is going to be chapter 20, but I'm going to wait till next time to start that, but I want to give us a quick introduction. We're going to be talking about Jesus's authority as being questioned. And with this controversy, Luke will initiate a series of dialogues and they will include the familiar form in which a question is answered by another question which is designed to catch these interrogators in their own inconsistencies. And the controversies are typical examples of the kind of challenges that were thrown at Jesus by the various opponents that Jesus had. And these dialogues sharpen the issues so that the reader sees the hostility and the theological errors of the leaders 
of the people at that time. So be sure to come back next time as we begin chapter 20 where we will see Jesus' authority is questioned. Until then, thank you for listening. God bless you and keep living Christian strong.